It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome once again to Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., president of KAAM Radio, and I'm sitting with Dallas elder law attorney and my co-host, Michael Cohen. How are you, Michael? Well, Don, how about yourself? I'm doing fine, thank you. Today, um, we want to talk about that famous and deceased individual, three years almost exactly to the week, which is the man known as Prince, and... Essentially, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but everything I'm reading and you have told me um, until today, it's been an absolute disaster. Uh, this is Ariclus Franklin earlier, and uh, I don't know if there's any end in sight for the havoc that's been created for the heirs of Prince's estate. So here's the update. And, and Michael, you and I have not discussed this at all. You didn't even read about this. I happened to come across it, and you were surprised there was an update, but. I want the audience to walk through this with me and you, and for you to lay out the caveats and the lessons to be learned about Prince and what he did do and what he didn't do, because there's a lot of layers to this cake that I think the audience should know about. So it's been exactly three years since he died. I can't believe you and I talked about this three years ago. And he died at 57 years old. And... He had, uh, I guess, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, a $200 million estate. And that included uh, tapes of his recordings, a 10,000-square-foot Caribbean villa, all estimated at that amount. But it's unclear what it will be worth after it's been picked apart by an army of bickering heirs, lawyers, and consultants who are, who are racking up the bills, as you would know. Currently, the heirs are unmeshed in a battle to reign in the estate's administrator, which we talked about the other day, which has already blown through $45 million in administrative expenses, according to a probate court petition filed by Prince's designated heirs. Comments so far? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the comments are that this is what happens when somebody doesn't plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I remember when we talked about this several years ago, and I haven't read this article like you said, but, you know... When people fail to plan, uh, the only ones who, in this case, that'll win will probably be the attorneys, because the um, it could he could have easily done something, but he chose not to, and so then you have to go by the laws of the state, and a lot you know if you want to be who do you want to have be in control of your own stuff, who do you want to protect? Do you want to protect your family, or do you not care about who your heirs are? Right. Basically, to me the artist formerly known as Prince, uh, or whatever he was, whatever he used to say, mm -hmm. um, really didn't, uh, and maybe I'm being too harsh, but if you love your family, you'll plan. 
and you'll plan to protect your family or whoever it is that you want. He could give it into a charity and had some deductions. Uh, he could give it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. had a, had some sort of charitable trust, paid less income taxes, mm-hmm. and give to his favorite charity, whatever it may be. A church. Or whatever, yeah. And, and instead uh, of either giving to a charity or the closest relatives or friends or whomever he would have wanted, he had that choice. He didn't. Now, not only is it costing the estate, but look how much time has passed. You just said three years. Three years. Uh, pretty frustrating, probably for the heirs and mm-hmm. and 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 for everybody else. I mean, you tie the court system up. Uh, it's just a miserable thing. I think one other lesson here to be learned is when you say tie the court system up. A lot of times, of course, as we talked about on a show, I think uh, last week we talked about the appointment of an administrator. That there's some new potential laws that you could say something in your will to make things a little bit easier, perhaps if nobody acts as executor. Uh, Here, when I said that, there's laws in Texas called the Estates Code. It says exactly what you need to do. The disadvantage of that is with a trust, you can make your own rules. Mm -hmm. So now I'm not saying everybody should do their own trust or have a trust, but with a trust, you make your own rules. When you don't, and in this case, Prince did nothing, so he has to go by the rules of the state where he uh, resided. Very good. Michael said last week also that people are living longer, so then Prince may have been aware of that, and he's thinking, well, I'm 57 or I'm 50 or 45, and I'm certainly going to live till 80 or 90, and then he ODs on opioids and he's gone. Right. And so you just because people are living longer doesn't mean you're going to live long, and consequently he's created this disaster. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, he didn't care. Yeah. I mean, I, when people fail to do something uh, or omit to do something, in my mind, I know a lot of times you say, oh, I can't make up my mind or whatever. But, you know, I think, you know, you could, I, I, on the other hand, I've seen people who have in great detail of how they want to be taken care of, either if they're disabled or if die, after they die and what happens at their funeral. That's somebody who's putting a lot of thought into it who says, I do care, and this is what I want you to know. What is your legacy going to be? What is your legacy going to be? Is it something, um, whatever it may be, you may want to say something, whatever estate planning document you might have, and perhaps that's a um, it's something about your own life. In this case, here... I don't know. It's to me. It, it shows a lack of caring, but you know, it is what it is. I, yeah. I, I can't. I, I'm not. You know, I don't know what was in his mind. Yeah. But I think he could have done at least something uh, that could have been beneficial for himself, as well as those who he loved, or perhaps some charitable organization, mm-hmm. by simply doing a little bit of planning. The New York Post indicates um, in this article that um, the bickering they say will continue for at least another 10 years. The longest one of these uh, individuals who um, is a Long Long Island estate planning attorney has seen is 30 years. So this can go on forever. Um, Prince had no will, and his six heirs, all siblings, had to be chosen by a judge, which is uh, is the next part of of the story that I want to get your input on. as you said, indeed, efforts to bleed the estate dry began soon after he died in the April of 2016, and 45 people stepped forward to claim they were his heirs. 
And you told us time and time again when it happens, out of the woodworks comes these people with their hands out. You know, when you have, um, when there's no will, you have to determine who the heirs might be. Mm -hmm. So actually, when you go to court, another attorney would be appointed generally by the court to find out if there's a no heirs. Uh, unknown heirs. I'm, I'm, I think I've told this story once before, but uh, for some reason it comes to light where we had somebody who had a much smaller estate than Prince, obviously, and, uh, and this has been some time ago. We filed uh, all like the closest relatives were some uh, cousins or something like that, and there was about 17 cousins, all of different relationship to the deceased, who did not have a will. We filed an application for to determine who those heirs might be. And the, the, the people who were my clients said, oh, yeah, no, we're the only 17, and here's all our relationship and things like that. Within a couple weeks, we were not getting notices from people all over the country. Now, how in this case, we were probating in Tarrant County in Fort Worth. How in the world did people from Pennsylvania to California know about what was happening in Fort Worth, Texas. Well, nowadays with these, you know, you, you, they, you can check with the Internet. Everything's a matter of public record. So these, these companies who, you know, just kind of like who your descendants are, you can find out who, who your uh, – or a, whoever your ancestors are, rather. Uh, well, there are companies like that that will contact people and say, we think you might be an heir. Mm-hmm. And so all these people would contact you. Of course, what ends up happening is it becomes a sticky wicket and where you have to go through the state's laws and determine who the heirs and who are not the heirs. And in that case, we had to go back to baptismal records to, because there was no uh, evidence. Uh, and so, uh, But it was eventually determined, and by the way, there were other heirs, and they just uh-huh. hadn't talked to the family in, in decades. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't nobody seemed to know them or something right but or maybe they just weren't being truthful but whatever the case may be they did find errors in that case and so it was the law did its job but you see who end up winning on that uh, quite frankly the attorneys and um, because you know so I guess uh, if you want to uh, make sure that your local attorney uh, support your local attorney just don't do any planning so then the <laughs> so that uh, you'll tie up your estate uh, you'll make spend a lot more money and so it really you could do things that are simple generally uh, or you can make it more complicated it just depends on what's important to you right. do you want to protect your family do you want to protect you know your people from stop from bickering after you you pass mm-hmm. you could do different things but just like any, everything in life, it's your responsibility to do something, and an omission to act is a failure to do anything. Yeah, what a mess. And uh, I find it interesting these days because um, there's ways to find out who the heirs are much faster. Um, but I like murder mystery shows. I like Dateline. I like Forensic Files. And I'm fascinated because Forensic Files has been around for 15 or 20 years, and it's still a great show. And um, so I watch that, and I'm always fascinated by how they figure things out. And in in this situation, many others, uh, when someone claims they're an heir to Prince's Throne, they have determined whether that person was telling the truth by DNA tests. Yeah. Isn't that the most yeah. definitive way these days? Yeah, um, yeah I would think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a, apparently he had, a, a, he said that there was a, a gentleman who said he was a brother of Prince in Colorado. And they had to believe him until they gave him a DNS, 
DNA test and then they proved otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course there's going to be more as we get more and more sophisticated. There'll be more and more things that can identify identify uh, people more quickly as well. Very good to know. Uh, what's also good to know is that Michael has workshops that allow the individuals, uh, meaning the listeners of KWM and all around the, the entire state of Texas, to attend these events so they can ascertain exactly how current and complete their estate plan is. And Michael has these free workshops once, sometimes twice a month because there's so much demand and they fill up very quickly. And you need to understand exactly what your plan dictates when you're alive and when you pass away. And the next workshop, Michael, is May the 23rd. Tell us about that event and what goes on, please. First, tell us where it is and what time it is. Well, it's May 23rd mm-hmm. is a Thursday, and it's uh, we have a conference center at our office. Um and our office is over, if you know where Medical City Hospital is, it's right around that area, uh, LBJ and Central Expressway area, a little bit south, closer to Forest. But in any event, the we ask people what they want to know. Mm-hmm. It's anything you want to know about estate planning, just ask the questions. And we write those list of questions on a board. And it's a kind of a flowing thing. It's, in other words, it's not just a, any kind of thing planned. We see what you want to know, and we answer those questions in that two hours, and you'll see how quickly it flies, flies by. And you'll learn a lot, and I hope you have a little fun as well. If you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, then you do um, – uh, get a free one-hour vision meeting where we actually look at your individual situation, uh, where we say, okay, uh, what's important to you? And we look at your existing plan, if you have one, and we tell you, well, based on what you could do, you could do this or that, what your what your options are. And if you want to do something, that's fine. If you don't, we just part friends. Of course, the the real reason why a lot of people go to these free estate planning essential workshops is not for the three free hours of legal education. Are you sure? Are you sure about I, yeah, this? I, I'm absolutely sure. That okay. I, I, people are clamoring for that KWAM coffee mug. That's why they're coming. That's absolutely. Uh, you know, okay. some people might say, uh, "Is it the cookies or is it is it donuts?" If it's a Saturday one, uh-huh. but I, I really think, and uh, all uh, I think, in all candor here, that uh-huh. the main reason and it's not all that education. Uh-huh. It must be. It must be. Otherwise, we wouldn't fill up so quickly. Sure. So, yeah. so what's the bait? Is it the free advice uh, on the estate plan, or is it the coffee mug and cookies? You know, you know before you know it, you know, your, your, your KWM's coffee mug, which is red, white, and blue, July 4th will be here before you know it. Right. Or True. Memorial Day, obviously, this too. This is a good but, plug. You're doing so, well here. I like so, this. So, you know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like that that must be the reason. I don't know how, you know, why people would want to get all this free stuff to just help themselves and their family right. out. That's got to be secondary to a coffee mug, right. I would well, think. It's basically May, so June, July. Yeah, May, June, July. Okay, we're only two months away, basically. So do people give coffee mugs away as gifts on July 4th? Is this what you're telling us all? Yeah, I mean, because it, it starts the fireworks. I mean, maybe, oh, you know, may, maybe they use it. Wow. But, you know, they could put a little Roman candle inside their coffee mug and mm-hmm. utilize it. I think that's what they do. I'm not sure. I, I, I noticed that there was a lot of people outside your studio uh, that were using it, and I thought that that must be what it was for. <laughs> <laughs> you're very funny. Well, you need to sign up for that workshop for sure, all kidding aside. It is on May the 23rd, which is a Thursday at 1 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102. And if you don't make that 
workshop. You'll just roll over to the next one in June. And then, Michael, can they go online as well to sign up? Yeah, you could go online to sign up uh, uh, at com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. Uh, or by calling that 214-720-0102 telephone number. That's 214-720-0102. Also, we sometimes have these Facebook Live events uh, that you can sign up online as well. In addition to the podcast of shows that you may want to listen to, I think that they're categorized, and so it could be on any number of topics. Uh, as you know, we never know what we're going to talk about before, like today. We had no, I had no idea what we were going to be talking about. Which is good. I'm, I like to set you up like this when you're not looking. So back to this story a little bit more so we can get your advice and make certain that um, we don't do this because the, the damage and the pain and suffering is it almost seems like it's endless it's bad enough to lose someone that you loved uh but then to add this to it talk about insult to injury so the heirs there are six of them and they're all siblings there's a full sister and then there's uh five half siblings and they've been at war for years three years now but now they've come together um and although they were bitterly split uh, now they are challenging Comerica, the court-appointed Dallas Bank, of all things, that became the estate's administrator after a temporary nine-month stint in that capacity by St. Paul, Minnesota-based Bremer Trust. So in a petition filed in February, the heirs claimed Comerica is $31 million behind on estate taxes that continue to accumulate interest. Wow. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know... That's another thing that you ought to think about. You know, a lot of times you have, a lot of times it's hard to, one of the things that sometimes people have a hard time doing is who should they appoint as an executor or as a trustee? And if they don't have enough people, uh, one of the things that they do is appoint banks. In this case, there was nothing, um, the court appointed a bank because they're independent. They're supposed to be, know how to deal with the taxes and how they invest and can help out the administration of the estate. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of liability with that, too. So some people were, some people were fearful. Uh, I have an existing case where the person that was named as executor only told about certain assets or, or thought they were only going to tell about certain assets. And, um, um, you know, if they have a professional and personal uh, liability. You have a, if, you, uh, if you're the name as the executor and if you make a distribution of all the assets and there's bills later on, then you're personally liable. Wow. So you really have to be careful. Um, sometimes people choose banks. But the, on the other hand, others think, well, those fees are too high. But right. on the other hand, is the person that you name as an executor, can they handle things? Right. And so all those things have to be considered. One of the issues a lot of times people always ask about, especially if there's any kind of contention, is what's a normal fee for an executor? Now, if it's a family member, a lot of times they don't do any, charge anything. But And it depends on what they have, but the executor's fee could be, under Texas law, could be up to 5%. Uh, that is a question that is asked from time to time, but it's not just paying bills or whatever. There has to be some work involved. So uh, that's another, uh, you know, erosion of the estate uh, that could occur because of all the f- different fees besides the expenses of whatever they're else that they're doing. So, uh, you know, sometimes people might not want to be an executor <laughs> because it, it does uh, have a higher standard, a fiduciary standard to be in that position. 
completely agree. So tell us, do you know um, what Comerica would do or what Bremer Trust did? Uh, what kind of machinations they engaged in in order to capitalize on Prince's estate? And I mean, is it just simply the longer they delay, the more interest they collect on the $200 million and therefore they win? I mean, or is well, there more to I, it than I, that? I mean, I hate to say it. Uh, well, I don't know if there's more to it or not, but basically I think that it uh, – uh, maybe I'm being a little bit prejudiced. I know that the banks are doing good jobs, but, um, you know, you're absolutely right. They hold on to the money, and they're making money. And so, uh, you know, until the estate – I'm not saying they don't do a service because they do, but, you know, obviously the longer they hold on to things, the more they make. I just wonder why they think it's going to take so long to get this thing resolved. I mean, it's talking another 10 years or so. I wonder why that is and why the judge would tolerate something like that. What can an attorney say for Comerica or Bremer Trust that would say, okay, all right, continue as is, SOP? Well, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of times the different strategies that um, probably, and I'm not a litigator, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but the I imagine some people's strategy is to bleed the other side. Uh, just to try to go through different legal machinations just so that they will quit. You know, it, and, and if you're – a lot of times these things are emotional, not just financial. Mm -hmm. And so uh, as a result, uh, it could be like a divorce, uh, in fact, that you have to go through all this. And that's another shame. That's, of course, that's a shame when you – again, that's why I said he, that, you know, Prince failed to act means he doesn't really – he didn't care about his – whoever he wanted things to go to as much as he, I would like to have seen Yeah, that. that's not good stewardship. And uh, lastly, these heirs said that they, they don't agree with Comerica's cash flow projections, accounting, or inventory of estate assets. And uh, they complained that Comerica was unresponsive to their concerns. The unresponsive is just delay. And then by not agreeing with cash flow projections, accounting, or inventory of estate assets, then... Are they going to sue Comerica then? And they then could. if they sue Comerica, there's more years of litigation and then could. no one gets their money? Well, it, there could be. It could be because the, um, you know, if somebody has, as I said before, a, an executor or a trustee or administrator is put in a fiduciary position. If they fail to act, then they could be held liable for their failure to act or to act in accordance with law. So, yeah. Um, it, that could tie things up, and it just keeps on going and going. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's better to do a little bit of planning. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and mm -hmm. in this case, they had a ton, ton to deal with. <laughs> well, we've got a two, three minutes left. Um, you and I have said, well, you've taught me, and I have echoed what you have said numerous times, that it doesn't have to be a $200 million estate no. either in order for you to have a plan. You really need one regardless of the size, right? That's right. I mean, usually, I mean, the whole idea is to, to um, pass on things uh, if the way you want and to have the authority to do something, and that could be done in numerous different ways. A lot of times we give options where you don't even do a will or a trust. Um, I was talking to somebody this week about how they would get the properties, you know, directly to whomever, and that's not just beneficiary designations. Um, there's a lot of times there's other things you could do. But we, it's not just passing things on. We also have to think about who, who are we passing it on to. 
Is there any effect of going to that particular person? Does that person have credit issues? Is that person disabled? Does that person uh, have medical issues? Does that um, uh, or have um, uh, being uh, any, it could be any marital issues? Is that person you know a lot of different things could occur, and so you have to think about those bad things mm-hmm. because it's not just how you get the money that you could because you could have a bank account that said paid on death. That's no big deal. Or you could have a, a, your property go automatically uh, on, let's say you had real estate, by doing a certain type of deed. Or even on your car, you could have something go automatically by having something on your vehicle registration form. So there's all sorts of different things like that. And you say, well, gee, I don't even need a will or trust. But the reality is bad things happen to, to our loved ones just like they could happen to us. And so if you want a plan to protect those things, sometimes the loved one dies before you. Sometimes they are disabled. Sometimes they're being sued. Sometimes, you know, uh, having a marital problem. Whatever it may be, you could protect against those things if you want to. And it's just up to you to say, I I love my family or not. Uh, And if you can't, and just say it the way you want to say it. That's the way I kind of look at it, is it's not do we want to necessarily even protect our assets. Do I love my family to make it easier? Instead of Prince's situation where they're bickering, going to be bickering for 13 years, eating up all sorts of legal fees, uh, is uh, most unfortunate. And you could have made everything a winning situation, like we said. If he just, even if he, I'm not saying everybody has to give to a charitable organization uh, if he didn't like any of his relatives, but he could have done something that could have been advantageous to himself and yet helped out those and have a, a legacy which um, he should be proud of if that were the case. Yeah. You don't want to leave hurting people. You want to leave loving people. Make the world de- a better place. Right. Make it well said. And demonstrating that love in your will, in your estate plan, in your trust. Um, so it, it is very disappointing. But it shouldn't be discouraging. It should be encouraging. And it should encourage you to go to Michael's next workshop on May the 23rd and get your current estate plan evaluated or create a plan if you don't have one dial 214-720-0102 214-720-0102 or you could sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop by um our website dallaselderlawyer.com that's dallaselderlawyer.com to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop on may 23rd again that number is 214-720 0102. Michael Cohen, thank you, sir. Thank you. When we declare doing it your way, as Christians, such is actually and should always be God's way. It's imperative that our planning includes implementing indisputable biblical principles, such as leaving a financial gift for your church from your estate. Not doing so would certainly be considered poor stewardship, which no believer wants to be held accountable for. So call Michael Cohen's office to sign up for the next Essential Estate Planning Workshop to ensure your estate is in complete Christian accordance today. Dial 214-720-0102. 214-720-0102. And be certain to listen to Michael Cohen right here on 770 KAAM.